This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, in the city of Dublin last Thursday at lunchtime, outside Colossia Gale Skull in Parnell Square, an incident took place and three young children and their carer were stabbed and one man is being detained. He's in hospital under supervision, but we nearly had and may yet have a tragedy because two of the injured people, the carer who was minding her children and one of the children are very seriously ill in hospital. Very soon afterwards, within a few hours, Dublin City was on fire. You could reasonably say a bus, a Garda car, a Lewis carriage were all burned to the ground. There was danger in the air. And what has been described as a far-right mob went on the rampage for a few hours, unencumbered shops, including Arnott's and the hotel, were also looted, damaged. It was a very serious incident, and it has resonated with people in a big way. And this week, the government is going to have to answer for itself in the doll. And we're joined now by Finan Sheehan, Ireland editor of independent newspapers, to discuss what happened, its causes, and what remedies there are available. Finan, thank you very much for joining us. In this morning's Irish Independent, there are two really outstanding pieces. One is an open letter from a retailer who has three small shops in the city. He stayed anonymous. The headline is, we all have a breaking point, and I know Dublin retailers are close to that breaking point. And your own piece is fascinating as well, placing a historical context in it in relation to Sinn Féin, who have been making noises about the position of the Minister for Justice and the Garda Commissioner, and whether or not they should be called to resign. We're joined now by Fanon Sheehan. Uh, Fanon this was a very serious incident, and also in yesterday's Sunday Independent, your colleague Adrian Weckler has a very vivid, brilliant piece of journalism. He witnessed all of this when he was leaving Independent Newspapers offices in Talbot Street, which is very close to where this stuff happened. The 
first question I'd like to ask you is this. In your assessment and the assessment of your colleagues, is this a defining moment for Ungarda Siakana, for the government, and for perhaps a tolerance that existed for vandalism and organized attempts by far-right groups to stir up hatred and trouble in Ireland. Is this a moment in which serious legislation and action must be taken? Yeah, it, it's a pivotal moment uh, on a number of different fronts. Uh, as you say, starting out with, with justice uh, and law and order, uh, we have basically seen a downward f- spiral in Dublin city centre. Yes. Since the pandemic. And what happened during the p- pandemic was b- basically uh, what was a, a, a very busy and, and thriving uh, part of the city was, was basically, a, a, you know, half abandoned. It became a, a, a ghost town because of the lockdowns. And still it hasn't fully uh, recovered in, in terms of, of football, footfall, in terms of the number of people on the street, because all of the office workers uh, haven't uh, haven't returned. Uh, and yet it, it, it's thriving in other ways. It's a, it's a very diverse community. I walk down Talbot Street every, every day of the week and I hear um, different languages and there, there's lovely people working in any of the, 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 the shops, restaurants and, and takeaways that, that you'd go into. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a real community uh, here in, in, in this part of the city that I don't say the same of. I think when you go over to Leinster House and, and around yes. that part of the city, it's pretty sterile. It's posh shops, posh restaurants. There's no real sense that, that, uh, of, 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 of a community owning it. So this is a really, and remains a really great, uh, part of this city, uh, to, to be around in. What we've seen though, I think since COVID-19, uh, is that uh, an element of lawlessness has kicked in. There is a, a sense that there isn't a heck of a lot of policing, uh, going on. There's certainly not a visible policing presence uh in in this in this part uh of the of the city uh you see on a, a daily basis basically kind of marauding gangs of of young fellas seemingly going around looking for trouble and looking for for soft targets uh you certainly see uh open drug taking yes. and I'm not even talking down in hidden side streets or back alleys, basically just right off some of the main thoroughfares here uh, between, uh, you can go through Temple Bar, down O'Connell Street, down the Keys, down Talbot Street. These are, these are main streets uh, in our capital city and, and you will see open drug taking. Uh, and that's quite a, uh, an astonishing development that we, that we've now come to in our capital city where, you you wouldn't even bother ringing the guards about yes. this because there effectively is 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 no is no point. Um, you know, parts of the place are still are still filthy. There's still a number of of prominent shops that that closed uh, during COVID nineteen and and never never really opened. So I suppose the point that that the that shopkeeper shop owner uh, who's writing in the Irish Independent today is just saying that you know the breaking point has been that they've gone through a rough couple of years just when they think they're they're recovering they get hit again uh by by 
these events of last Thursday night, uh, and and the knock-on effects will will be significant in that people won't return to this part of the city again because they will consider it to be too dangerous. The point that's been made about last Thursday night's events are, yeah, it, it was stoked up uh, by right-wing reactionaries in, in the wake uh, of the tragic events that happened up on Parallel Square, but there was a sense that it was basically joined in to by people, and, and I'm not by any means blaming local people here, from, from across Dublin and beyond, who felt that there was an opportunity here to have a basically have a free go, uh, and who have probably seen that standards have, have slipped in the city centre and that this was a, a, a complete and utter, uh, free for all. And that is not something that just happened last Thursday night. That is as a result, uh, of, of the fall, uh, of the, the, the descent within the city centre, uh, all manifesting itself all, all in one. We're also basically seeing that the policing has been, has been hit on, on two fronts. A, the numbers just have not kept up. Uh, we saw the Garda College being closed during COVID-19. And after COVID-19, and even, you know, during it, there were ample warnings that places like city centre and indeed town centres around the country, uh, because of, of COVID-19 were, were seeing that public order, uh, was, public disorder was increasing and that people didn't feel safe and that there wasn't a visible policing response uh, in the wake of COVID-19 to say, listen, things are back to normal now and and people need to be able to go out and about and go about their, their daily business. And uh, as well as that, we have had this rise of protests by... Uh, What's, what's been labeled the far right movement and, and other people joining in. And there hasn't really been, uh, an adequate policing response to it. Only six weeks ago, we saw members of our national parliament being prevented from entering the national parliament. Yes. And coming to and from it and being jostled and attacked by people who seem to think that they could act with impunity. We saw Gardaí being attacked uh, on, on, and abused on that occasion as well. And there didn't really seem to be uh, an adequate uh, response to it. And certainly the question marks that are now arising about the events of Thursday night are a follow-on from that, that this is not just as the Minister for Justice is trying to claim one a once-off incident that it's entirely unrelated to anything else. It seemed to be a continuation uh, of what people have seen and the warning signs that have been going up uh, over the last uh, two years, at least, that the situation had changed on the on the streets and that there was there was no longer uh, a view that public order was being maintained. And I think that's what the the fallout uh, of 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 last Thursday night's events have been. It has been to to look at the policing response, uh, it, it, the, the reaction time to the events that were unfolding on, on the streets of Dublin, but also looking at the build-up to that and the the strategies and tactics that have been employed by the by the Gardaí in response to these 
apparent right-wing uh, protests where people are saying basically there hasn't been enough of a forceful response. And the guards, official guard response has been, you don't want to make martyrs of people. And if you go in heavy handed, that then that encourages them, that gets them the, gets them what they want. But people are now saying the softly, softly approach isn't working because it's emboldening these people. Yes. Uh, and they now think that, that they can, they can basically organize a protest at, at very short notice mobilize large numbers of people who will then, uh, there will be opportunists who will join in with that and these people will basically be of the view uh, we can get away with it and there won't be any consequences. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now the incident in Parnell Square that sparked this off which involved three children and a woman who was caring for them, and a man of Algerian extraction we now know who is an Irish citizen, and only for it seems a delivery, a Brazilian man who's a delivery worker, he attacked the attacker, and the only weapon he had was his hat. The point is it that it seems that seems interesting and essential to make is when your colleague Adrian Weckler left independent newspapers down Talbot Street at six o'clock, by six o'clock, which is about four or five hours after this incident in Parnell Square, there was a mob in town. They were angry. They had been summoned by social media and it was all kicking off. So the speed with which a mob, uh, hundreds of them, can be summoned to create the chaos that we saw 
and of course the danger, the looting, the setting fire, the buses, Garda Car, Lewis, all of that seems to suggest that there is a standing army out there or a standing gang who can be summoned, who can cause the city to, to catch fire and create severe danger for any innocent person or indeed for guards who may well not be up to this. There's no special unit or doesn't appear to be in the guard on Garda Shia that can c- confront this and quell it because it went on for hours, four, five, six hours. Yeah, but I mean, there is the, the, the public order unit. I mean, what, what's been examined now in, in the response is a, there's a report, uh, has been commissioned to look at the Garda response time. Should they have anticipated, uh, from earlier on in, in the afternoon that, uh, things were developing? Social media analysts are saying that it was quite obvious within an hour that right-wing elements were, were jumping on this incident and were, were mobilizing people. And then you, you basically had a situation as well where it is a, a wide open space up around Parnell Street uh, and Ocon Street, there's a lot of side streets off it. It's, it's, it's probably not uh, an easy uh, place to, yes. to police in that regard in that a crowd can move from one location uh, to another. So it, it requires a, a strong policing response. And look, it, lead, it leads numbers. And the point being made is that the reinforcements were, were slow to, to be called. And by that point, you had a situation where it was, it was getting out of control. And I suppose th- those hours between, say, two o'clock and six o'clock will now be analyzed. I mean, it, it's, it's quite a, a remarkable situation when you look at it. I mean, effectively, a, what was an active crime scene yes. where the Gardaí were the Gardaí were trying to preserve in order to investigate such an uh, an, an horrific crime, then found itself coming under attack from a bunch of people who were claiming that they were angry about the incident itself. It, it, it makes no logical sense, which is why so many people are saying, "Look." This was opportunistic. This was absolutely nothing to do. These people didn't care about what had happened earlier on. They, they just saw it as an opportunity, uh, to, to jump on a situation and in, engage in lawless behavior. So what's been looked at now is the guard response times, their ability to, to spot this happening. They're then, their subsequent ability to, to mobilize. You were seeing reports in the Sunday Independent at, at, at the weekend, uh, about the, the response time in terms of, of putting out uh, a call uh, across the city and neighboring counties for, for reinforcements to, to gather in the city center. Was that too slow? And that's why you end up with a situation where people are basically saying for around about three hours, the situation was out of control, uh, in, in the city center that the mobs and, and breakaway splinter groups could just see that the Gardaí couldn't handle the numbers of them. They, they couldn't track them uh, across the city center. Uh, and that's why you ended up in a situation where there was allegedly something that started out as a protest in the wake of an incident turned into rioting and turned into looting as people saw uh, that that they could just get away with, uh, with anything and that the escalation was related to the number of Gardaí that were available in order to respond to it. I mean, nobody can predict if you were down in Store Street, 
guard station last Thursday morning at, at 12 noon. Yes. There's no way you would have been able to predict that oh, we're going to need to have 500 guardee available this evening because something might happen. That That's just not, not possible. What's being examined now is... Is the, is the policing of the city centre, is the, is the policing strategy being adopted with right-wing groups, and is the response time fit for purpose? And that, I suppose, is, is the fallout that is happening now for the Garda Commissioner and the Minister for Justice. When the drug-taking you describe that we've all witnessed and can see, and the locations you mention in relation to that, of all people, Rudy Giuliani was the one who created a zero-tolerance policy in New York for petty crime, starting with petty crime, but everything, and it worked. Can we go on tolerating open defiance of the law, as we appear to be doing in relation to that whole area, O'Connell Street, uh, that is almost a no-go area for many people because they're afraid if if you look at the Giuliani policies back uh, in in the New York of of the nineties, zero tolerance is the is the the kind of more patchy phrase that that's attached to it. But the, actually, that started out as a a social policy uh, called the broken windows theory, which yes. was basically that idea that if if somebody sees a building and there's a broken window in it, and that window isn't fixed. Another window will get broken, and then graffiti will be put uh, yes. on on the building, and then litter will be strewn outside it, and then crime will happen outside it. And what what goes, what started out with a broken window, ends up as as a place where you basically have lawlessness and and crime. Is that and where the, we are, Finnall? That's the that, and that's the, the the theory as goes from New York, which was subsequently adopted and and resulted in a clampdown. Uh, on crime across that city. And that's kind of, it, it does relate to the point that we're at now in that people have seen that the degradation of the, 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 the city centre has resulted in buildings being abandoned. Then you end up uh, with with crime taking place in areas. Then you end up with, with crime openly happening with items that are against the law. Also, Finan, you end up with retailers such as this man who's written a very moving and poignant piece in your own paper today. This He is a retailer, and he chronicles a, a story of crime that he himself has witnessed grow over a period of 20 years with a character who he names Migsy, who was a 10-year-old when he met him, and he, ended, he was robbing from his shop he gave him 10 euros to be a consultant and Migsy looked after him. But there's a lot of Migsies out there. And there's also uh, a question related. After what happened outside Dáil Éireann, which looked very, very sinister indeed, should the government have been more prepared and on guard of Shia Khanna? The situation outside the Dáil, when, when you look at it, Yes, you can say the, the numbers were not actually that big. That was not, we've, we've seen huge protests outside Dollar. We've seen huge protests on O'Connell Street. And what was happening outside the Dollar that day was not a big protest by, no. by any standards. We've seen many of them over the last 20 years there. Uh, there was literally only a, at its peak, a couple of hundred people. Uh, and, and within that, you just probably had a couple of, of 
dozen uh, of, of troublemakers. But again, the, the criticism there uh, is that there was a, a softly, softly approach uh, adopted by the Gardaí that there weren't enough arrests being made, that, that people were, were throwing missiles and throwing tumps uh, at people, and there didn't seem to be uh, any any response there. And we ended up with effectively the national parliament uh, having to go in, into lockdown. And then that that knocked on then into events last uh, Thursday night. Now, no, look, ultimately, the, the Gardaí had to respond to the situation. They were in enormous difficulty. You had over 30 Gardaí injured uh, at, at the during uh, Thursday night's violence. The Gardaí who were on the front line were, were doing their best to restore order, to preserve some semblance of, of safety on the city centre streets and ultimately they, they got back control of the streets before the night was out. So it's it's not the frontline Gardaí who we're criticising here. We're looking at the management, we're looking at resources and we're looking at government policy uh, in, in this uh, area and basically saying, right, you couldn't have predicted the ex- exactly what had happened on, on Thursday, but you certainly saw that there have been problems in this area over over the last number of years. Allied to that, the the tactics employed against the far right have not been been working, and basically that ends up with 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 this combination. Your problem with the the city centre retailer, as 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 he tells his story, uh, is that you know one of his shops closed down. Yes, closes down. That gets boarded up. That becomes uh, uh, an area then that that isn't seen to be safe. The shop next door closes down, then you've suddenly got a section of street that is seen to be kind of out of bounds and it's just kind of abandoned. And then you end up in this in this constant downward spiral where an, an entire area uh, becomes out of bounds simply because the situation was allowed to, to, to get out of control. We have, a, we have a scenario now in Dublin city centre, just off the Quays, where a laneway, because it's being used for all sorts of antisocial behaviour, including open drug taking, and yep. Dublin city council's response is not a policing one. It's not put up CCTV. It's not have it regularly patrolled or anything like that. It's close off the laneway. So yes. how does that make sense? That basically you're you're saying, well, we, we don't think we can tackle the problem. Our only solution here uh, is to shut down access to that laneway so that the problem will move on somewhere else. That's not a solution at all. No, and the other thing I want to put to you before we, we finish discussing this, Fanon, the racial element to this, the assailant in Parnell Square... Uh, initially uh, was an Algerian. There was talk about Ireland's full and other racist stuff. The victims here are ultimately people who are new to Ireland, who have come here seeking a, a, a life. They are victims as much as the retailer is as well. So we need protection, do we not, for those people? And it needs to be serious rather than gestures. Yeah, and look, you, you'll you'll also talk to anybody who travels in and out uh, of of the city centre on on public transport, and and they will tell you that they have witnessed uh, race racist incidents, that they have seen 
people being uh, abused because of their their race uh, or their or their skin color. And again, I've, I've spoken to people who have said they have they have stepped in to defend these people, and of course they then become the the, the subject uh, of the of the attacks. So you're 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 again you're basically seeing one incident leads to another, and, and a, a domino effect is created. And again, what exactly is the 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 overall social policy on governmental part uh, to deal with this? And at the moment. You're kind of throwing your hands up and going, well, we don't quite know what it is. Unquestionably, the resources of the state uh, have been stretched over the past uh, 12 to 18 months as a result of the the influx of Ukrainian refugees following the uh, the invasion by Russia of, of their country. And likewise, there has been an increase in the number of, of, of people claiming uh, asylum in the country. And... Although we are a wealthy country and money isn't the problem, having the resources and the infrastructure to deal with that has posed very difficult challenges to the state. And, and we've seen that there have been struggles in that regard. But at, at the same time, you are seeing in a post-COVID-19 pandemic scenario where online chatter uh, yes. developed into conspiracy theories and all sorts of new networks developing and the pandemic ended but these people continued on uh, in their activity and we have basically seen that the, the state, the establishment, the government have basically no real idea uh, of, of how to deal with it seems to be out of, out of their out of their hands and then you that results in events uh, like last Thursday night getting completely out of control. Would you agree with me that a government's first duty, Finan, is to protect its people? Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's people... And, and this is in that area. It's people are not just these people uh, who wrap themselves in, in the tricolour and claim to be more Irish yeah. than any, anybody else. That That's anybody who is living uh, in this state. Let's just remember, though, I mean, this is not the first time that the state... It has been confronted by yes, a, a, a violent minority who claim that they represent us all, and they quite clearly do not. Yes, and that's I would urge anyone to buy the Irish Independent and read your piece. I didn't want to politicise this, but it is a fascinating piece. Oh, well, I'm not having a go at anybody politically. No, here. no, I'm just you're saying. Not. I'm just saying. For thirty odd years, we had yep. the provisional IRA murdered Gardaí, bombed yep. people killed people, engaged in criminal activity, claimed that they had wide representation when when they didn't. And yes. the state stood up to, to that challenge. And that's why uh, we're we're looking at, at at this this current scenario and basically saying back then when we were a poor country, we responded. We're now a rich country. Where's the response? Where is the vision? Where is the leadership that is is going to show that this sort of behaviour is is not going to be tolerated, and we're going to stamp it out? And I think that's the issue at the moment for for the the Taoiseach and the government. We're not exactly seeing inspirational actions here now from the the Minister for Justice. Some of whose statements are 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 comical. Yes. Except the topics that she's talking about uh, are are so serious. Doesn't really seem to be an, an acknowledgement uh, on that front of the extremities that, that 
are being dealt with here and how far off uh, a response the, 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 the state and, and the police force are. So, you know, that's kind of what we need to get back to here. Get back to basics of identifying there is a problem and setting out to people, this is how we're going to respond to it. Okay, phenomenal. Grateful to you for joining us today. I do urge anyone listening who wants to know about this, that there is a number of very good pieces in today's Irish Independent. We're grateful to Financian, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.